Like you can't just like put a band-aid for a bullet hole. You have to heal or that wound. You can just throw some band-aids on there. Yeah, and then you're gonna <laughs> be covered in bullet holes. <laughs> and then it and then it gets infected. Exactly. <laughs> and then it festers. And then And then you have to go on antibiotics. Or cut the infection out. And then you have to I get think your arm we're amputated. About STDs. Oh. Wait, what? No. See, I was thinking about, about like STDs? a cut. I was, oh, I was, see, that was just you, Haley. Me and Jana were running with a metaphor, a very of a good metaphor. Wound, I, might I add? Your, your I mind went straight to the gutter. I was, they're saying that the band-aids are sleeping with like multiple people. And then you get infected because you're sleeping with so many people. Oh, and then we no. were talking about like not just, grieving your emotions. I just meant, yeah. <laughs> Welcome everyone to episode seven of the game. I'm Graham. I'm Haley. I'm Jonna. And this week we're talking about breakups, which Haley is already very not into, I can tell. <laughs> they just make me so sad. Which is valid, but... But they're such a catalyst for growth and self-change. With every end comes a new beginning. Oh, one door opens to another door closes. <laughs> the euphoric feeling of picking up like the shattered parts of yourself and putting them back together. Oh. See, okay, so good. I never feel like I leave a breakup, like, broken. I feel like, I don't know if it's because I'm, like, a Pisces or something, but, like, before I actually break up with someone, I have zero interest in them. Like, mm -hmm. I've known I'm going like to break up with them. Like, you're ready to move on yeah. before you're actually, yeah. yeah. Like so I, do you think you wait too long? I think I definitely wait too long, but, like, I know I'm going to break up with them, and I just, like, slowly, like, per like pair them away from my life and, like, mm. Like make Ooh. sure that they're not <laughs> not like gonna there. be too. Hurt. You're like cutting See, them off valid. before you're even broken yeah. up. That's a, that's your Aquarius moon. That's not your Pisces. I'm not an Aquarius moon. What? I'm a Leo moon. Oh yeah, you're a Taurus rising. That's the one we have similarities in. Well, yeah, Jana. Excuse me. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think. I mean, I I think you're kind of thinking of it as like big breakups too where when i wrote this topic down i was thinking of it just like breaking off like a casual thing you know it doesn't need to be like the the big breakups only just like you know like ghosting or like you know talking to somebody for a couple weeks and it doesn't work out you mm -hmm. know how to go but like i don't know do you guys want to just get into it do you have any good stories best worst breakups do you guys have any exes you're still friends with? I do. I I take great pains to try to maintain at least a semi-civil relationship with exes. Uh, my first boyfriend, we are not friends anymore. Um, even though I like really tried to stay friends, we were like on each other's social media for a really long time. I like really appreciated the like time of my life that he was in, and then he just really kind of like decayed as a moral entity um and he started like kind of like got bad news quick and yeah and, we were like, eh, and he started like like low-key like just away. being mean to me like over social media and oh. so then i was like oh absolutely not i don't care if he's kidding i don't care if he's not i just don't need this in my life this yeah. pathetic you yeah. know uh entity so i cut him cut off cut him off oh yeah um and then i would say my second like big like breakup i actually have very very a lot of respect for him and the more i've like 
over the past like 46 days, like not thinking about relationships and like just having to spend so much time with myself. Um, the more I appreciate his decision to break it off and the more I understand it and it, I have nothing but respect and like love for him. That's cool. You know, I like that. That's a good feeling when we you don't can talk. Like, look back. And then, well, you don't have to talk as long as you're like, I don't know, at peace with it. Yeah. Kind of I like, like it good closure is really nice. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like, another I, I, big. Like when you're breaking up with that. them, you're like, oh, like I want to be friends with them. Like I want them in my life. But then it's mm-hmm. like you, you won't get uh, over it if they're still. Like, I agree. Constant. Yeah. Like, absolutely. I like need a cooling off period, I think, especially with my big relationships. Like I need yeah. to not talk to them for a while mm-hmm. so that i can like readjust and see them as a friend because if i don't like get some time away and some yep. space like i'm not gonna see them as a friend i'm gonna see them as i think that's the healthiest thing to do partner as like your ex nothing like makes me happier than the thought of like like i feel like we like secretly root for each other and nothing makes me happier than the thought of like one day in like 10 years like scrolling through like Facebook or Instagram and seeing him with like his family and like his wife mm. and like his kids and just like oh my god I'm so glad he made it like do you I ever think about for him. like the the rom-com thing where you like like one of your first loves you you meet him again when you're like 35 and you guys end up like getting married I'm gonna be, you ever think about that no I do think about <laughs> that and if that happens I'm gonna be very upset I'm gonna be angry what because <laughs> I was like, well, t- your first ex is mean, so. Well, my first ex is mean. <laughs> so hopefully not. So I actually was thinking about this when I was in quarantine, when I had COVID. Um, and I talked to myself a lot. It's just how I process things. And so I was having this conversation with myself because all I was watching was Hallmark movies. And of course, it's all the trope of like this high powered, successful woman comes back to her hometown for the holidays and she meets her first love. And he always wears flannel and he always (laughs) um, like owns like a wine cellar or like a farm or like an inn. And they like hit it off and like the rest is history. And I was thinking about it and I would be and I was like, I would be so mad if this happened to me because it's incredibly inefficient. Um. Like, if we were supposed to end up together, why couldn't you just figure yourself yeah, out yeah, at like that time? And you? then when I inevitably moved to Seattle or Portland or Santa Clarita, wherever, not here, we can just split a one bedroom. It's financially efficient. It works. We're not alone. We don't have to be around people we don't like to, like, what, find ourselves. We can just do that. Like, so if that happens and I do, like, marry one of like my first loves in like a very Hallmark-esque way, I'm gonna be very upset. And I'm gonna talk about that in, at the wedding. <laughs> You'd be like, I love you, I love you, but this I'm very was, upset. This was not. This was not efficient. This was not the best way this could have been done. Yeah. <laughs> we wasted our best years. No, I'm just kidding. That's so depressing. I have a funny middle school story. Do you guys Say want to hear Yeah, it? go for it. Um, so I was I was dating this girl in eighth grade, and I we were like friends, but not good friends, and she was not a good person. But like neither was I. But whatever, you know, it was like eighth grade. We were like twelve years old or whatever, or like thirteen or something. And uh, we sat we sat right next to each other in math. And so <laughs> I come to math one day, and she like won't even look at me, and I'm like. Elise, oh, I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, like, what's, 
like, hey, how's it going? What's up? And it's like a middle school thing. So it's mm-hmm. like we just talk at school and we hang out mm-hmm. at school and that's like it, you know. And it was just so weird and I was so like confused. She like just wouldn't even talk to me or she was like, oh, hey. And so then he like went on for like multiple days where I was just like so confused. She was like kind of avoiding me. And then it was it was like the end of the school year. And so summer hit. We're out. I'm hanging out with my best friend the first day of summer. And he's like and I'm like telling him about how this is so weird. I've been dating this girl for a couple of weeks and now it's just like super weird. And he's like, you you didn't. She left you a voicemail. And I was like, what? My voice mailbox like didn't work for some reason. And so I didn't have anything in my mailbox. But apparently she broke up with me <laughs> over voicemail like a week before. And I didn't know. So I just went a whole week not knew. knowing. Yeah, my best friend knew. And I don't, I don't know how I didn't like deduce it before then. But it was just so funny. And then like years later somehow when I got a new phone, I got the message. <laughs> And so I have, like, these three messages on my phone from my eighth-grade girlfriend. And she's like, hi, Graham. I just, I don't. And you can hear, like, people giggling in the background. Like, I can hear her best friend and, like, like other guys in the background. She's like, I just think it's not going to work out. And I just, it's so, it was it was so funny like a year later when I just, when I listened to the voice. But I felt so stupid. <laughs> But anyways, yeah. I feel like that's like a little scarring. Like your first breakup, you didn't even know you got broken up with. It was far from my first, Haley. That wasn't your first? No. I Well, I dated somebody in like sixth grade, but that's like <laughs> sixth grade. And then I dated somebody in seventh grade, and I broke up with them because I was scared to kiss them. And oh. they really wanted me to kiss them, and so... I broke up with them. <laughs> so, and that brings me to another Dude, point. Wait, I just remembered that was my first relationship, and then he turned out to be gay. What? <laughs> you were afraid to kiss him, or he no, was he afraid was, to kiss he you? He was like, you're moving too fast. I don't want to kiss yet. And then he's, like, gay now. So it makes Same. That's literally, <laughs> like, exactly how mine went. I, like, That's crazy. That. That's good for him, though. Yeah, true. Like, it makes sense, but at the time, I was like... You were like... You don't want to kiss me? Just kiss me. Kiss <laughs> me. I was, like, still giving hugs after school, you know, <laughs> in seventh grade. But um, I had another... That one was... My seventh grade breakup was maybe even worse. So, I have a question. Do you guys think breaking up over text is ever okay? I feel like I won't accept it. I'll be like, oh, so you have these feelings? Do you want to talk about them? Like, mm. like... If someone breaks up with me over text, I'm like, all right, I will be telling my friends about this and you will, will be the villain of the story. You will be and you know that. in the group chat. So take that what you will. I personally, I've, I've never broken up with someone because I do what you do except Dang. the opposite spectrum of like, I'll be like, we should break up. And I'll just stay in the relationship for eight more months <laughs> until they're sick of me and they inevitably break up with me. So um, let's talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> it's I think it's because like I'm like. Which is funny because I feel like you're a decisive person. I am a decisive person. I'm also a very diff- f- different person 
than I have been in a relationship. Yeah. Because I haven't been in one in a, in a yeah. while. And Which so is kind of same. Like, I don't yeah. know what I'm going to be like in my next long relationship. Because exactly. I haven't been in one for two years. You know, yeah, me neither. It's two. about two years. Like, I've had, like, situationships that definitely, like, really got to me. And, like, Benny was kind of, like, in between there. Uh, but it only lasted a few months. Um but no, I'm, I think it's because like I've grown up with this idea that I really subscribe to the concept that love is a choice. Infatuation is a feeling, lust is a feeling, um, passion is a feeling, all those things we think love are, those are all feelings. However, love, like real love for, a someone, for someone is a choice you make. It's like, I love this person, you know? And so because of that, um, I'm very like, we can fix anything. We can fix it. I'm Bob the Builder. Which Let's is fix like, it. Sometimes I, I'm just like, this is not. It's not worth fixing. Like, well, not even not worth fixing, but sometimes it's like, even if we get past the issue we're on now, it's mm-hmm. like too fundamental. Yeah. Like sometimes you're just like not Compatible. good for each other. No, yeah. 100%. That's and absolutely I think thing. sometimes you got to make that decision, even though it's rough. Yeah. You got to be like, hey. Because it stinks when you love somebody and then you're mm-hmm. like, we just really like, this isn't going to be a healthy relationship going forward. So, yeah, maybe we I just cuddy. I'm like couples counseling. Like, <laughs> like I'm you're like, like anything. Years I'm old like couples like, counseling can fix couples anything. Counseling. Um, I don't I didn't feel like that at the time because we that did your last one. You were like 19 in, and you were like couples counseling. I, I didn't say couples counseling, but I was like, <laughs> you just want I was like, I was like, Tony, let's like just talk this out sentiment. because yeah. he was like, you know, it's neither confirmed nor denied that he cheated like on me. Reaffirm, but we're not saying names in this podcast. Jana. You his just name's not. <laughs> I mean, um, uh, Patrick, right, we'll call him um, pepperoni pepperoni. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, cause he, yeah, it's neither confirmed nor denied that he, like he cheated on me, but I was like, um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Even he did. Suspicion, that's so, but I was like, okay, bye. let's talk about it. Let's communicate this. Like what's going on? Like, how are you feeling? Um, what are you thinking? What's our name? <laughs> I, I was, I'm a little bit, I'm a little no, territorial. That was I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's, that's how I would be like, who are they? Tell me. <laughs> Are you guys jealous in a relationship? It's kind of off. Never. Why topic. would you say that? What? No. <laughs> I have <laughs> dated people who are really jealous, but I feel like I don't want to be with someone who I don't trust. So like mm-hmm. I don't yeah. get in relationships where like yeah. my partner would like sketch me out or like where I would yeah, feel which that's, is, which that's is good. good. Like you you wait for that trust to be built. Yeah. I definitely I think just a healthy amount yes. I have. Like where I'm like, oh, I want to spend time with you, but not like ever like don't hang out with your friends. Like that yeah, is ridiculous. That's, that's, like, that's really bad. That's jealousy. Yeah. That's not okay. No. But I, I think it's a little healthy. Sometimes I'm like, spices oh, things I wanna, up. I want to hang out with you, yeah. you know? Yeah. It spices things up. I get very territorial, but I'm not, <laughs> but I'm not like jealous. Like I fully, I'm like, if you're going to cheat on me, the door's on the, yeah. There. Good go for it like so i'm not gonna be like leave. i don't want you hanging out with her like i just think that's insecure and i'm above that yeah or um, like dming somebody ridiculous absolutely <laughs> yeah, ridiculous um that's literally what you told me to, to do, do last week but <laughs> okay no dm her because she's making your oh, life more difficult <laughs> yeah. that last week i forgot no but i'm that. saying like if a girl's talking to but your boyfriend different. and trying that's not like jealousy that's like e- 
you like all a, have like an issue. I also didn't say to DM yeah, her. It's not like you you think that something's going on. You you just know that that yeah. person is like. I also said not to DM her. I said to confront her in person. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Then after the pandemic, so. <laughs> I got vaccinated today, folks. Congratulations. I've been looking. Been searching. I should be. Let able me talk to Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> Let me add him. Mr. Moderna. Okay. Dr. Moderna. Um, uh, I have another funny story. Another breakup story? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. And it was, it. It's about my seventh grade one. We should talk about something more current, I feel like. Yeah. More current. What inspired you to write this outline, Graham? Because I know when I write about breakups in the column well it's because i just went through a breakup it's it's actually actually happily committed i'm his girl (laughs) they're not committed yet but we're not like yeah we're not like dating but it's like second we're going on dates so it's getting there yeah i was i was gonna go hang out with her tonight but she got really sick yesterday and she was so sad that we couldn't hang out i felt bad but yeah but i did have to with some you know the last couple uh, weeks another, in yeah. preparation for this commitment you know mm-hmm. i didn't say anything but um um yeah i'm i'm hopeful very hopeful yes <laughs> so and happy so that's all that matters it's such a good time to get into a relationship too something about the spring I feel like this. Everyone's like cuffing season is the fall, but cuffing like, season is the summer fall. and spring are so much more fun to have a relationship. Like when you're you. rising out of your seasonal depression, yeah. And it's like Come. like I would rather be single in the winter and just like sleep in my bed all day. Like, yeah, I like being single in the summer. Like I do. Hot I, girl summer. I like being single in White the summer. White boys. Summer. No. But spring. <laughs> something about the spring. Something always kicks up around April. I don't know what it is. But it's just a certain something. The Love winds change. One of my, I have a song that I like that's like literally about like, it's called "Dangerous" by David Wilcox, and it's first a, love late it's spring. It's a by song. Mitzky. There you go. <laughs> and it's about like falling in love in the spring. Oh. Um, I have some pretty funny because I'm stories. dangerous. Be careful with me. I might fall for you much too easily. I'm sorry. You have some funny breakup stories, Haley? Um, Please tell last them. last person that I talked to, like, before Mark... Well, I guess there was one guy after him, but he doesn't count. So we talked for, like, two months, and it was, like, at the beginning of the pandemic. And then all of a sudden, he was just like, no, I, like, I don't want to hang out. Like, I need to focus. And But, like, we were still, like, talking. He was just like, I need to take a break. And then he super liked my best friend on Tinder. Yeah. My best friend knew You need that, space. Yeah. You need time, sure. And like my best friend <laughs> okay. messaged him and was like like they were also friends and they and she was like, You like need to update your pictures and like was like, making fun of his pictures. <laughs> oh. And then he like literally updated his Tinder profile because my best friend told him to. And then I just So it's like clearly you're yeah, not Yeah. And so I just like texted him and into I was, this. I just was like, This is really cool. Like <laughs> you could have just told me that. Um like, just be like, hey, yeah. Yeah. Just like but if you don't also, if you don't want to talk anymore, just like tell me. You don't like also before this happened in my sleep i was like i like talk in my sleep a lot and i said like my best friend's name likes 
the guy I was talking to, and then I was like, but it's okay because I'm in love with Mark. And then like after that, in he your was, sleep, yeah. <laughs> by your, and he was with you. Yeah, like I said it to him in my sleep. I was like, blank likes blank, but that's okay because I'm in love with Mark. And then he was like, all right, I gotta go. Yeah, I mean that's. And I super liked her on Tinder. After that, oh, yeah. that's a weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> interesting sequence of events. Interesting how that happened. I talked in my sleep too, but I've never done I, anything yeah, like it that. It was really insane. But your brain knew. Yeah. yeah. Your higher sub- self. Your subconscious. <laughs> you were like, get him away. Your primal instincts just couldn't stay away from you. Dude, we just got done Mark. with the relationship section in my psych class. That's why I, I said. And you, you were loving it, weren't you? I liked it, but uh, it was very passive aggressive when talking about avoidant, fearful attachment styles. It was basically like, if these people ever have a relationship, um, it's probably only going to be comprised comprised of one night stands, and it's never going to like go anywhere. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like Chelsea. You, were like, <laughs> you feel like you just got shot in the chest. You were like, I was like, this book just called me fat, and I'm gonna die alone. <laughs> Um, but it was talking about like the things that like really like relationships really can be like broken down into like how long they're going to last in like three things. It's like satiate, like satiety. So how satisfied are you? How many other options do you have? And how much investment do you have in the relationship? And so like if you, that's the thing, those are the three things that will determine if it's going to last. That's that. Also, I was very upset because we find the people that are most attractive just like we find average people the most attractive. Really? Yeah. Like just average people. And that really upsets me. Like people that just have normal features, nothing spicy, nothing cool, nothing interesting. I really want a gap tooth. You kind of have one. Oh, it's just like a lower gap. But like you're almost there. Mm hmm. Should I just like just wedge something in out. there yeah. to like space it out? I'm sorry till the eye jacked. No, that's not I was good. intrigued by what you were saying. Uh, that that's that's crazy to think there's like a formula for like how long a relationship. I want to make like last. I think I don't like that based off of how what I was reading. I was like, you could make like an algorithm to because we are attracted to people that are yeah. exactly like us because they reaffirm our own beliefs of the world and like our brains love that and so. But it can't, so opposites don't attract. That's not a thing. Myth, absolute myth. Um, We are attracted to and like people that are just, that are very, very, very similar to us because it reaffirms us. But I think there's like complementary. There's complementary and there are inversions because this also stands for an inversion. I I think when people say opposites attract, they don't mean like literal opposites. They mean like somebody who likes pickles and somebody who doesn't like pickles. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but that's not opposite. That was a really bad example. So you can give them your pickles. So you can give them their (laughs) pickles. That's true, but it's. (laughs) But I mean, like somebody who's decisive and somebody who's indecisive, or somebody who's you know, yeah, outgoing and somebody who's a little less. Well, like you said, there's complementary. I think it has a lot to do with inversions because inversions are not the opposite. It's just the same version of something just in a different light. And so I think we like people who are dating other people and have like very satisfying relationships. I feel like what? Oh, um, I feel <laughs> it's like. like <laughs> I feel like when they're in a ha- when you see like a happy long term relationship, it's like they can be different. What's that? 
I have a couple of friends that are in those. I don't know. I'm in one. Yeah, you're in one. <laughs> Screw you. So like you and Mark, it's like you guys are very similar people. Yeah. You're very similar. And the yeah, things that like are the different. Same. You guys could be twins. I do think that we look alike. Oh, I think you guys that, do look alike. I wasn't going to say that. Like but. we have like, I think that I'm like a narcissist and that I just want to date someone no. who looks like me. That, that's a thing. We like dating people that like look you like us. You think you look like? That you do. We do. Really? Yeah. Like, I've we never have, thought like, about it, but now I'm going to look. Like similar eyes and like similar features. Yeah. Well, I feel like mannerisms is like a is like a matter of spending time but with like somebody. You're going to like naturally. Faces, yeah. 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 I think you, when you spend a bunch of time with somebody, you're going to like naturally mimic each other's yeah. ma- no, mannerisms. That's, that's Man. a thing. Yeah. That's 100%. Aneurysms. Um. So I think an algorithm could be made. Yeah, we should do that. I was thinking, I was like, we I should was, publish that. I was yeah. sitting and thinking about it and like writing it down. And my roommate was like, you could do this for your thesis. Call be it be a service to the world. I think it would. Damn. And I, no it would more be. more wasting time. I don't know anything about math. It would be so, because I've gotten so much math. like. What's two plus two? Four. Wow, you're genius. <laughs> genius level. Four. I feel like it would also Got be like you. such a like screw you to everybody that was like john is really messed up because she likes to like compartmentalize people and like take people like i was just deconstruct them into i'm sure you. <laughs> i did. was just kidding <laughs> um <laughs> like people have been like you're really messed up because you, no it's okay i don't care um and i was like what if i just made a ton of money off of an algorithm that did exactly that yeah, you should do it. Exactly that. Deconstruct people to just various traits that are complementary to each other and shove them together. I thought you said opposites don't attract. Complementary. In- complementary inversion similarities. There's a theory. We'll go into it later. But back to breakups. After that brief intermission. So what do you think the best way to break up with someone is? Text. For sure. Oh my god. Are you joking? <laughs> of course I'm joking. I don't know if you are. I, I just tell. think honesty because I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many people I just it drives me crazy when people are like, Oh, it's just that at school, I'm busy. And I'm like, No, like it's not working out. It's okay. Like mm-hmm. like be honest with me. Respect yeah. me enough to be honest well, with and, me. And that doesn't mean like being like, You suck, you're horrible, you know, like just like really going after that. I don't know. It's just interesting because it's like some people really want to burn the bridge and you can tell, whereas other people are literally just using any scapegoat to avoid being honest. I think that's just immature. Like I, like I really, uh, this could just be like a, and not that I don't do that because I'm sure I've done that. I mean, I'm sure, but I was also 19 the last time I had a major breakup. That doesn't count if it's before maybe, 20. Maybe 20. My <laughs> last really <laughs> my no last big breakup, but we just like couldn't stop texting each other after. Like we broke up. I broke up with her and then like we just kept talking, we got back together, then we split up again. I did that. And my that's last happened. I've done that twice. I've done we that. We signed twice. a lease together a week before we broke up. Oh, yeah, so. no, that that's <laughs> And that's I why win. you don't move in <laughs> yeah, with your significant <laughs> other. Stands down. Um that's why you don't move in together before you're married. I think like it's maybe three years. It's not premarital sex if you never years. get married. I mean, I would move in 
an, another time after a year. I feel like it that just was would funny. Have to be a better relationship. I didn't hear what you said. It's not premarital sex if you don't get married ever. I've heard that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I definitely heard that one. I was like, that was an original. But yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's it's cool to move in together if you if you've had a lot of time together. No, I don't even feel like time matters. I, I feel, feel like it literally is just feeling. Nah. Go with your yeah. I knew that I shouldn't be moving in with him. Like, I yeah. feel like time's definitely a factor to time's a certain a extent. I think if you haven't known somebody for more than two months, well, you yeah, should that's not. Different. You know, that's like a, a certain um, curly haired person I knew that you also know. I was just so into them. And it, I just didn't know them at all because I had only been t- seeing them for like a month. I don't know them either, and I just know they're a terrible person. I, which I like, didn't see, and t- it took me like a couple months to figure out, you know, because people are good at faking sometimes. They are. You, they say you only you don't know someone until you've known them for uh, three years. Men can only lie for three months. <laughs> like you see, like the like a man's true colors after about three months if you like notice it true colors i love cindy lopper that's actually awesome i think that's cool that's a good trait she's amazing um yeah no even if i like moved in with a significant other i'd be like we're we're getting a two-bedroom yeah, we'd had separate bedrooms. Yeah. Which is good. <laughs> Which is very it, good. I probably would have moved back home or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, but, like, if it's going good, like, even if it's, like, it wasn't going great at the time, I assume. Yeah. yeah. It was never going good. I think it's just, like, even in the best, most, like, fast falling in love relationship, I would still be super hesitant to move in with them mm-hmm. before at least like eight months i think yeah i need it then i would be like like a year yeah i was gonna say like but and that's like best case scenario Mm -hmm. i'm like almost a year and i'm like okay maybe i could be talked into this but it's hard to know sometimes you know things just happen though you know like i don't want to like even consider marrying someone until i've dated them for five years and then i want a long engagement (gasps) like what? I'm very into um <laughs> I almost said chastity rings. <laughs> what are they called? Promise, um, rings. promise rings. Oh, promise rings. <laughs> Do you guys want to hear a funny story? Yes. In high school, um, he's got chastity rings. <laughs> no, kind of. <laughs> in high school, um the boy I was dating <laughs> I don't know where this is going. I the boy I was dating comes from like direction. A, he came from a really religious family and his mom like after we dated for like 2 months, maybe it was after he got a car or something. His mom kept leaving us these weird like how to have fun in a relationship while abstaining from sex like she would like, like pamphlets leave us. or something yeah like she oh like little gosh. cards like little little like handwritten notes like that's just so everywhere. Funny. like they'd be like in my seat when i got into his car um i feel like religious hold on i need to finish my okay story. yeah i'm sorry yeah yeah <laughs> um and so like to get her off far back i bought myself a ring and then I told her that he got me a promise ring and that we were saving ourselves for marriage. But we had obviously like been having sex for like two <laughs> years before that. But like it got her to stop. So That's yeah. so funny. When I was 13, my mom made me Liar. sign a purity contract that said that I wouldn't have sex until I was married. And then she made me get a purity ring when I was 13. So I didn't understand sex. And so then... 
I lost it. I lost the ring. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you went in the like, fire. Or something? No, I don't know. Oh, to like undo the purity yeah. ring? I think that's... The curse of the purity ring. Dude, I don't know, but religious abstinence is stupid. I don't care. That's dumb. Um, I, I don't know. I, I respect whatever people, you know, want to do. Because I don't, I don't think it's dumb. I just, I respect when it's me. an individual's uh, decision. Yeah. But if they were pressured by an entity and indoctrinated and their parents told them they're going to go to hell if they have sex. Yeah. That's not I good rhetoric. Know. And I just don't believe that. But if they believe that, I don't, I think that's fine. To f- they, if they believe it and they want to do it, if you go for it. That, that, whatever. I don't know. I'm just like very of the mindset. Like whatever works for you. I'm not like. And, like, of course, I'm going to make fun of something sometimes because sometimes people deserve to be made fun of. But I just, but I just like choices about that and like your body mm -hmm. and stuff. I'm not like, I'm not. Yeah. But sometimes people definitely, I don't know. Well, because it gave me a complex. Yeah. Like, it gave, like, I literally was like, is, am I going to go to hell? That might be part of like, especially because I feel like it's like that for women, but not for men so much. I mean, like, your boyfriend's mom might have like also been preaching to him about like, but, like, premarital the sex. Were on, like the passenger side of his car but like, it's like <laughs> so, yeah it's like directed at women yeah. for some yeah. reason when it's like there's such a like a double standard which mm-hmm. is just like weird and so i don't it's definitely like can be very problematic and i i feel mm-hmm. like it probably leads to a lot of like young women like feeling bad about sex, you know. Yeah. When they and then we wonder really why there's a pleasure to. gap and why women aren't enjoying sex and why they're not they they're not educated on like what should and should not be permissible um, as far as like consent goes and like. I would yeah, I would venture men are even less educated. Men are even less educated, but even it's like women aren't taught stupid. about their own bodies. Yeah. Like women aren't taught that hey, you can enjoy this. Hey, after you you're done having sex, it's not normal to bleed. That's not normal. It's not supposed to hurt when you lose your virginity. No one teaches women that. So we're out here just yeah. suffering. I feel like I had pretty good sex education just cuz I had three older sisters oh, who were pretty see, crazy. That's... I did not have good. I think I I've said this before, yeah. but I walked in in the middle of sex ed in 6th grade like I missed like the first half. Took me a long time to find that. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I feel like I had to really like go through it as a 14, 15, 16 year old to mm-hmm. figure it out. Cause I really, I don't think I had much guidance at all. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like looking for answers. I just kind of like fumbled around with trial and error. Yeah. Which isn't a good way to do no, it. No, it's at not. All. It's like, almost like around. comprehensive sex ed should start at an <laughs> early age. In schools, high school, I don't think you need to do it like crazy early, but I think like definitely middle school, high school, you should be teaching those kids. They start in preschool in Norway. They're like, they're like, these are your parts. These are your. This is the language you use. If someone touch you, touches you in these parts, you communicate it. That actually might be a good thing. It's very good, actually. There's like a ton of stuff on it, but that's something I'm like very passionate about. Comprehensive sex ed is so important. But anyways, do you guys romanticize relationships or do you demonize them after the breakup? (laughs) For my, Uh, like, most recent relationship, I feel like it's really hard for me to think about anything good that happened because I feel mm -hmm. like it was all just, like, 
Well, sometimes the like bad stuff just is so much more yeah. important than the good stuff. True. And like I, I on like I think about like Mark asked me the other day. He was like, "Why did you? Why did you even date him?" And I was like, "I could not tell you. Like I don't know mm. what, why I stayed, why I was in this relationship." So mm. I think. I well, tend I to demonize the it. reasons for getting into the relationship. I could see. I mean, mm. I he didn't even ask me out. He asked me on a date, and then afterwards he was like, "Okay, so we're dating now." And I was oh, like, "What?" For real? I, okay, okay, well, maybe I'm <laughs> don't have a good perception but, of this or good yeah. understanding of what that relationship just, like, was at I, all. For that relationship, I think I tend to demonize it, and then for like my high school relationship, I don't really think I do either. Like, I think it's just very like. I definitely think I tend to romanticize people. Mm-hmm. But, like, right after breakup, sometimes I have to, like, kind of be like, no, that was bad. Bad. Yeah. Move on. In order to, like, get myself in the mindset mm-hmm. to move on and, like, get over them. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jonna? Um, I tend to be pretty middle of the road. I just kind of take things as they are um, for my one aspect that i do kind of i suppose i wouldn't say demonize but um demonize i don't know i wrote that but i don't know if that's the right i mean like like that's the closest one i would say um is like i tended to just kind of like i've said it before like i kind of had this pattern of like i'll just take what i can get even if what i can get isn't very good and so for my first relationship and a little bit for the second one that really affected me and even like my friends with benefits that I had, I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, how did I let myself do that? Um, but I can still look back and be like, there are good memories. There are good aspects of it. They were an important part of my life for a moment. They were a person whom I loved at a moment in time. And that's just kind of like how I feel about it. Um, see, I romanticize breakups. Because I, I, I get off on that, like, uh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. I'm going to enjoy my singleness. Yeah, so, I'm yeah, going to glow like, up. the post just as much as the, you you're know. You're really strange. You know. <laughs> Not to be a fan. You're so weird. No, like, I, you're I quirky. Mean, like, it's really interesting. I mean, it's, I, just, I think that's cool, though. Yeah, like, I wish I, I had some more of that. That's what I mean. I don't mean strange in, like, a bad way. I mean it, like, that's I'm just, not like, motivated so at different all. than how i feel yeah like, yeah yeah same i'm like at my depths like lowest lows post breakups i don't feel i don't feel low but i just feel like i'm pretty depraved i don't like breakups like no like i don't like the idea I of caring why. for someone and then like not caring for someone yeah well having well you can care for them through i think it's just like for one like i compartmentalize pain so like physical pain, mental pain, emotional pain, it all occurs within different boxes. And if I don't want to feel it, I just shut that box. Um, and so that's one thing. And then the second thing is it's like there's an homage to those moments. Like there's so much like beauty in pain, I think. And Confucius once said, thanks for the memories, even though they weren't so sweet. Uh, tastes like you only sweeter true I, that's a good song love <laughs> fallout boy um and then also it's like i always know that it's going to be okay like i had to learn from a very young age that no matter how bad something hurts no matter how low you feel you will always get back up and keep walking yeah. you know that's how you build a muscle you tear the muscle down 
and then it lactic acid floods to it and it rebuilds stronger. And I love that. I live my life by that. And so I like breakups and I like moments of pain because I know it will make me a stronger, better person. I think I sometimes just indulge myself too much where I'm like, I'm sad. And I just let myself be way too sad for way too long. Instead of like trying to pick up the pieces, I'm just like, I just had a breakup. Let's be sad for a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? But like, I, I just indulge that. That is, yeah. Like, you need to let yourself, like, feel. I guess if it's what I need, then it's yeah. healthy, you know? You absolutely need to give yourself, like, a couple of days of just, like, grab a bucket you know. of ice cream. And I give like, myself about a day. <laughs> like, I'm like, I will I be, I will be sad at a day after a big breakup because that just, like, is escapism 101 for me is just like getting really into a good anime series do you want to hear a funny story about the day of a breakup sure okay it wasn't a technical breakup it was the day that i finally realized i had to like end things with my friends with benefits who i was like seeing for like eight months it was last year eight months that was a long time eight months he took my virginity um, okay. Like it was, I was very much yeah, like so was, into this person. There was emotional weight. To there was, there was. And so it was the day after um, like a little get together with our friend group. And I, we both got drunk. It was a birthday party. And the friend that was there, um, he, uh, he like was like, Johnny, you need to go to sleep. And I was like, okay. He led me to his roommate's room to like sleep. And he's like, hey, Jonna. Uh, is it okay if so-and-so sleeps in here with you? He was also drunk. And so he was thinking like, oh, like it's fine. And I, of course I was like, yeah, sure. So, so-and-so, my friends with benefits comes in and he starts like doing what you do. We end up having sex in my friend's bed. Um, and then I come home and my roommate is like, Jonna, I talked to so-and-so and here's like what he said. And she told me that he was like, yeah, I don't think it's going to work out. I just don't really like her like that. Like, she's a good lay, but I don't think we're going to, you know, we're not going to date her or anything. I don't really care about her. Mm. So she told me that. And it was the day. (laughs) So I was, of course, like devastated. So I was feeling the vibes. It was the day that Taylor Swift's folklore came out. Damn. And I was like, I booked a, I booked a kickboxing class. I was like, whatever. Like, I can't sit in stillness when I'm sad. I have to go out. I have to go on a hike. I have like little spots every now and then that I sit and like think. Booked a kickboxing class. I'm making food before it, and I'm like, you know, I bet Taylor Swift will make me feel better in this moment. So I get folklore on. That was a sad album. I wasn't sh- it? it was a very sad album. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't listen to it, but I know there was a Boney Bear feature, which that oh. to me says. No, it was bad. Totally um, sad. So I press shuffle and the one comes on and the whole part of the one is um, it would have been fun if you would have been the one. It's and I just immediately <laughs> just break down slid down my (laughs) kitchen wall i like made myself this is the most depressing snack i've ever made myself no it's funny it's funny it was like a tortilla with peanut butter (laughs) (laughs) and an an open jar of pickles (laughs) and i was like it's fine i like was putting the peanut butter on the tortilla with a fork And I press shuffle, the one comes on, and I just sit in the middle of, like, my kitchen with, like, my peanut butter tortilla and my pickles listening to Taylor Swift. (laughs) In retrospect, it's hilarious to me. Like, that is comic. Like, that's comical. I remember breaking up with my last big ex, the one I couldn't stop talking to, and um, 
I remember we broke up and I went back to my apartment and it was it was like an on-campus apartment. And I was just like bawling and I was like, I'm going to make a bologna sandwich. And I was like <laughs> frying bologna, like bawling my eyes out. The tears are like sizzling as like, they get in the pants. Yeah, like get in the pants. I think that I always... I'm okay. <laughs> I tend to drink. <laughs> like, I don't eat for a couple of days, and I just drink, like, all day, which is really bad. That's but... not a good coping mechanism. Well, okay, I've definitely every... done it. I've, I've done it, too. Every recent breakup that I've been in, have I have had has been, like, in the pandemic, and, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, like, I just lived alone, and I had no mm-hmm. job, I had no friends, and so I was like, might as well get drunk, and I'd yeah. just, like, get yeah. drunk and, like, lay in, like, the middle of my dining room floor, like, listening to, like, Mitski. That's a vibe, actually. That's coping. That's yeah, coping. that's how I, and I, I was fine after, like, a day. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I drink right at, after the breakup, like, right after, uh... <laughs> Like the minute after. Hold on, I have a funny story. Okay, go for it. Um, my last, the boyfriend I moved in with, we broke up, and then my roommate had a birthday party, and it was like the first time I ever like partied and like really got drunk, and I got really drunk, and then I was throwing up in my backyard, and in between throwing up, I was singing like my best friend was like holding my hair back, and I was singing "Truth Hurts" by Lizzo. And she was like trying to like distract me, and we were just like, "Well, I'm in good so I gotta be great." <laughs> that's hilarious i love that and that's how you get over a breakup one of my breakups at like the beginning of quarantine we weren't actually no we were dating yeah we were dating but it just wasn't like a long relationship mm-hmm. we broke up and i was very sad my roommate was home Spencer was home and i he like it's like yeah we can hang out i was like do you want to do you want to drink and he's like, not really. So I bring, got out a bottle of Jägermeister, oh. finished the bottle of Jägermeister, and had a couple of beers. I was so sick that night. We were, like, <laughs> playing Super Smash Bros., and I, like, felt it coming, and I just, like, was, like, falling over. Like, I spent the entire night on the bathroom floor, oh. and that was the worst way to, like, start my single life again, you know? Like, just <laughs> no, sick as good. heck. No, I You just have to, like, get it all out. Cathartic. Like, yeah. You do. You have to have a day or two, I think, oh, where you just, it's it's not, so, it's not wall where you have to wallow a little. Yeah. It's not self-pity. You just wallow a little. Two days, 48 hours. You feel it and you do the worst possible thing that you can do. And yes. you just you just live in it and then you just are over it. What do you? <laughs> how do you guys feel about the adage of the quickest way to get over someone is to get under someone okay, else? Okay, so you, you always say adage. I'm pretty sure people say adage. Okay, anyway, you know, I think <laughs> that... Right? I don't know. I don't, I've never heard of either of those words. So, okay. Um, I... To what some was the question? Agree. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> how go do you ahead, feel? Haley, I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> um, to some extent, I agree, but then I also just feel like that is, for me personally, that is so bad for my. Can you state the question in your answer? <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know, how people go. I agree that. You know, I but you didn't say what to, it was. To move on to someone else for like a minute, but oh, then I also feel rebounds. like yeah, like I feel like it could. <laughs> That's be... That's what we were talking <laughs> about. I feel like it could be like harmful in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. like the last, like <laughs> when I was like trying to get over 
things that I was like seeing people I like would go home and I was like literally what am I doing like I'm not interested in this guy like yeah. I don't feel anything for him like you're just why? like feeling that yeah that I was like gap. why am I doing this like and then I would mm-hmm. just get upset that I like let myself do that and then see that's so, good that you I recognized learned, it yeah, though then it, and then I learned that like that's probably not it for me but like mm-hmm. for some people it might be yeah I definitely am somebody who I get very sad very drunk and then I hop on tinder <laughs> And it's not good. I I did some really bad rebounding. Jonna? After, yeah, dude. No, I'm just like, that's really, like, I've done that. But in my experience, it's, like, not good for the mental health. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, sometimes (laughs) it's, like, you get on Tinder and you match with somebody that night. And then you're, like, I just broke up with my ex. I've never done that. Oh, I've done that before. (laughs) And they're, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. And then they unmatch. And I'm, like, that's... That You're was like probably fair. good. Yeah, valid. See, okay. See, this is what I hate about that. That was like when I was like 18 or 19. See, that's valid. Like, You're fine. Probably Does it count now. before you're 20? Um, <laughs> yeah. I would beg to diff- disagree. Um, but. See, here's the thing. I don't ever want second best. So if I just break up with someone, you literally I said just earlier want that. that. You're always like no, taking okay. what you can get. Yes, I take what I can get in the beginning. But it's like, if I want something, if I want oh, something, like I want what I want, what I want, fulfill. and I don't want second best. It's just okay. going to put salt in the wounds. So, like, I'll go on Tinder after a breakup and get drunk and because I want someone to call me pretty. But That's I, all Tinder is good for. <laughs> That's I all just want someone for. to tell me I'm pretty. Um, but kind of same. Like I don't want. Like I'm not gonna date. Like I don't rebound. I don't do yeah. that. Because you just want that person. I just want that person, and if I can't have them, then I don't want anyone until I want another person. Yeah, but sometimes like thinking about just like after a breakup, thinking with being about thinking about being with somebody else, I think can help me. Not like right away. But like eventually mm-hmm. helps me get to the point where I can like somebody mm-hmm. else. Like the first step is just like imagining yourself being in a yeah. relationship, not with that person you just broke up with. You Absolutely. Know what I'm I think a big indicator of being truly over your ex is getting excited about someone else. Yeah. You know, uh, but I just think it takes time because like a breakup is you have to grieve it no matter if it was a short situation ship or a long term committed relationship. It is a grieving process. Or you just get on Tinder. It's a grieving process. You have to confront your emotions head on. You have to grieve it. You have to feel it. You go through the cycle of grieving. And then you're like better for it. Like you can't just like put a band-aid for a bullet hole. You have to heal or that wound. You can just throw some band-aids on there. Yeah, and then you're gonna <laughs> be covered in bullet holes. <laughs> and then it and then it gets infected. Exactly. <laughs> and then it festers. And then, and then you have to go on antibiotics. Or cut the infection out. And then you have to I get your arm amputated. I think we're talking about STDs. Oh. Wait, what? No. See, I was thinking about, about like STDs. a cut. I was, oh. I was, See, that was that just was you, Haley. You and Jonna were running with a metaphor. A very a good metaphor, wound, I, might I add. And your mind went straight to the gutter. They're saying that the Band-Aids are sleeping with like multiple people. And then you get infected because you're sleeping with so many people. Oh, and then we were no. talking about like not just, grieving your emotions. I just meant, yeah, 
I mean, the band-aids were people, though, kind of. Or like coping. We're like bad coping mechanisms. Explain this metaphor. Okay, no, no. The gunshot is the breakup, and you're bleeding, and you can either like let the wound heal, or you can just throw some crappy band-aids on there, which is going on Tinder or meeting other people or trying to rebound instead of healthily grieving. Yep. But that doesn't actually heal the wound. That just makes it worse. It festers. It infects. And, and then... you get syphilis. No, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not part of the metaphor. But it can be. I mean, it happens. It does happen sometimes. Just grieve your emotions. It's a grieving part. It's like a death. It's a loss. So what do you think are good ways Especially to do that? Especially if you like, kill them. Like, what do you mean? Then it's actually... Honestly? See, that's closure. That that's true. <laughs> you can. I only get treated. No, I'm, just, I'm not going to say that. Um, if good my ways FBI to grieve. Agent is listening. I that was a joke. Haven't, that's <laughs> what we call comedy in the podcast business. In this industry. Um, <laughs> um, I think some good coping mechanisms. Um, my coping my, my primary my two primary coping mechanisms are like movement like i have to move i have to feel like i'm doing something um and that's just me like that's a big thing that i do um and then the other thing is like i like to drive in my car and like talk my feelings out as if i'm talking to someone so i'll explain my feelings and how i feel about them and how i miss them and like i'll probably start crying the amount of times i've driven down 70th street crying too many but it's getting that feeling out and you know get like getting it out of your body you know that's why uh there's a lot of science behind like how rejection occurs within the brain the same way a physical wound does it's so much to the extent that in an, a, a psychology experiment um two study groups were put through a situation in which they experienced social rejection one was given tylenol the before hand and the other was not and the group that was given tylenol reported less uh feelings of inadequacy and insecurity um and feelings of pain from that social inject and uh rejection than the group that did not have tylenol uh and there's a ton of science behind like the first couple of like weeks or months of a breakup is like going off of a drug it's like you have withdrawal pains you have because you're not getting that hit of dopamine from your partner and knowing that that pain is normal and that you just have to feel it you just have to hunker down and have the courage to feel it is how you start grieving maybe that's why i'm better at relationships now because i started doing more drugs <laughs> so now it's like relationships aren't a substitute for drugs now i'm just doing You're the just real doing thing the real <laughs> she's going why straight have a to relationship the when you can just do drugs that's <laughs> what i'm saying I <laughs> And by drugs, I mean caffeine and nicotine, yeah. tobacco, All legal, legal drugs. Things. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. CBD. Yes. CBD, EBD. Somebody gave me a CBD dab the other day. What was it like? Mm. Feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it was a very small one, oh. but it was good. It's like all the anxiety you didn't know you were holding in your shoulders just Oh, leaves. I know it's there. I just don't look at it. I don't want to know. I look at my linebacker shoulders in the mirror and I'm like, that's the anxiety. See, I hold all my stress in my trapezius. Your traps? You just got my monster tra traps? No, I don't, but I just, like, I have knots up in there. Oh, yeah. Do you want to give not. me a background? What? Huh? <laughs> 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 I 
Um, anyway. <laughs> anyways. Um, what are some of your guys' coping mechanisms? Healthy ones? And unhealthy no, ones. Yeah, yeah, just everything. I mean, we've already kind of hit some. I said drink. We were talking about drinking. I think for anyone going through a breakup um, or happily in a relationship or single forever, you should listen to Mitski. No matter who you are, what you're feeling. The weekly Mitski plug. Yeah, she's there. She She, understands you. Yeah, she really does. What are your favorite breakup songs? Nobody by Mitski. Name like three. Name three breakup songs. Nobody. Um, I bet on losing dog by, dogs by Mitski. Nobody, oh, best uh, nobody, 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 nobody. It's impossible to sing acapella with somebody else because there's literally like no formula. Like I feel like that chorus is just like nobody, don't nobody, yeah, like, what nobody. Is the, what is the music? Like there's no melody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's just like, uh, oh, it's such a beautiful freestyling. song. It's such a good song. It's funny to watch her do acapella, though, like on Genius. Have you seen her do the yeah. acapella version? Mm-hmm. Like, people were making fun of her, but I love it. Um, what other break? What about you? Um, Good Things Fall Apart by John Bellion. Yeah, a lot of people like John Bellion. I haven't really listened to him much. I, my first boyfriend was very into John Bellion, and I definitely kind of absorbed that through osmosis um let's check out is he kind of like does he do choirs and a lot of music yes uh, it's really good i heard his saddest song the other day it's called relapse by cap carter you know singers that just like have such raw vocals that you feel the pain i was gonna say like amy winehouse amy like winehouse Houston. dermot kennedy if anyone knows who he is uh an no. evening i will not forget by dermot kennedy is probably the most poetic and lyrically effective song i've ever heard in my life and it is such a good breakup song have you guys ever listened to the avid brothers they're my mm-hmm. favorite band and they have all my favorite breakup songs and then lie with me by josiah and the bonevilles hashtag unrelatable I'm sorry. I've just never heard of them. Okay, they're like. But kind of, they're all like, I listen to is Mitski. We know. We know. All we've established. That is, is Mitski. <laughs> um, li- See, I, I don't think I could listen to Mitski all. I definitely like Mitski a lot, but I think I would be like when I listen to sad music, I get sad. She's not sad. She's oh, not some sad. of her music is very sad. Some I mean, Strawberry Blonde's banger. Yeah. I've only really listened to Be the Cowboy, or whichever that one's pretty sad. That one is. <laughs> Sounds pretty sad. Me and my I have a Mitski tattoo. I love that. listeners. Yeah. It'd be I the cowboy. Oh, yeah. I knew that. I Never mind. I definitely knew you had that. Because I was like Mac DeMarco and you were like, <laughs> The no. first person who saw my tattoo was like, is it from the cowboy vine? The one that's like, I want to be, be a cowboy. cowboy and you were just like, you fool. You plebeian. Um... You also when I'm educated going through a breakup, swine. I think that, like I've talked about this before, but I think I'm really bad about like seeing friends when I'm in a relationship. So mm-hmm. like when I break up with someone, I'm like, oh my god, I have no friends. So that's an but unhealthy. Then I just, then I reach out to my friends and I'm like, they still love me and like they're here for me. And yeah. then I like so hang out with my friends healthy. all the time. Dude, imagine being able Coping to reach mechanism. out to your friends when you're having a rough time. You can, Jonna. Dude, no, I'll just I'm just like. Yeah. I and can. is it like no matter how much they tell you that they're they there they can for i'm you, still like i just don't want to i have a child for hope. i have a very in-depth fear of being a burden and so and i don't 
I I was gr- I grew up thinking that it's like to cry in someone out in front of someone else is rude. So like, I don't want to cry in front of someone. I don't want to be upset in front of someone because I think it's burdensome. And so I don't reach out to people. So I just kind of like handle myself by myself. But like it is, I'm pretty sure the FBI agent who's seen me have my breakdowns is like, that's particularly depressing. Cause I'm a silent crier. I don't make any noise. It'll like take me off my feet. I'll like collapse on my knees in the middle of my room and just silently cry. When I cry for real, I sob. I like scream and like. Sometimes I can like stop myself, but I don't scream. You scream when you like sobbing? scream, but it's like loud, like, yeah, painful sobs. Yeah, I. Mm-hmm. It's just this with and tears. When it's like impossible to stop, and you're just like. Yeah, and like, like you can't breathe. Out of breath. And like mm. gagging, oh, you're crying worst. so hard. But ah, oh, the feeling after you cry. Yeah. Dude, I'm due for a cry. I've had a couple of months where I haven't cried at all, and I'm like, I know I would feel so much better if I cried. Nothing. I sometimes it, I feel like that. I always feel like that though. After I, I like when I was going to therapy, and I would have a good cry and a really good cathartic experience, and mm-hmm. afterwards I would just be like, I would be exhausted, but yep. it was like really like, ooh, like a huge weight had just like lifted off me. You get I remember like driving home facelift. like like a year ago, like in my car windows mm-hmm. down, and just like being like. It's so good. When I started therapy so for the first good. time. I also like how I look after I cry because the salt kind of just pulls everything back and my Coolness. eyes look really green. Like in the mirror. <laughs> my like, eyes turn green when I cry too. Yeah. Because, well, red, it brings out the green. Mine. Your art. Your, your, <laughs> we get a Graham Superior is green eyes. I have what color are yours? Oh, no. Tell me. Blue. I I can't see from here. I don't have glasses. They're definitely blue. Probably more blue. blue than There's some yellow in them. There's like a dark circle. Sometimes they look green. My brothers are a lot bluer than mine. My brothers are like striking ice blue, and mine are kind of more of like a green blue, depending. But anyways, um, so have you ever ghosted someone? Me? I have. Probably not. You probably all the time. That's so mean. <laughs> I'm not. I do yeah, not ghost people are. regularly. I was joking. I just wanted the two opposites. I'm sorry. What? I, I, ghost I just feel so added so hard. <laughs> uh, the last person I ghosted, I don't ghost people often. I mean, I'll let something fade. Like if somebody doesn't That's respond to me, is. I will let. That is not true. No, there's a difference. If if somebody doesn't respond to me, I think yeah. ghosting. And I just let it. Okay, but if they not, respond like to you, happened again. but if they respond yeah, to you, that's different. That's and ghosting. then you don't respond to them in the middle of a conversation. I'm bad at texting. I'm not gonna say I'm not. Anyways, I've ghosted but plenty I, of people. I ghosted the hell out of somebody like less than a year ago, and I felt so bad. And it just it has. I actually I forgot about it for a while, but it was eating me up for months. Because I followed them on socials and stuff, and I was just like, oh, I feel so bad. I think ghosting is a perfectly acceptable we form had, of breaking up with someone as long as you haven't gone on two dates. I was a regular at the coffee shop that I used to work oh at, gosh, and he would come in, see him and he would like after. ask me how I'm doing, or like, what's up? And then I would just start talking about my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So anyways, my boyfriend like totally so me and my boyfriend. Him. He's like, what's up? And I was like, nothing. My boyfriend just dropped me off at work. <laughs> just dropping it. No tact <laughs> at No all. tact at yeah. all. Just like, like. 
Well, my boyfriend actually. <laughs> yeah, you know, my boyfriend likes that too. Um, what were you talking about? You love my boyfriend. Oh, you're wearing a red shirt. My boyfriend's, my boyfriend's favorite, color, favorite is red. color is red. He loves that football team. No, oh, yeah, no. You guys would get along. You should meet him. You should meet my boyfriend. Oh my gosh. Actually, I don't think my boyfriend would like you. <laughs> Speaking of not liking, I don't like you. So leave. But no. he always tipped me pretty well, so. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's, see, that's good. No, I don't I don't want to ghost, but sometimes once it starts happening, it's, like, too hard to, because I don't like confrontation, and I got a little anxiety going, you know? I just. <laughs> but I had plans with somebody, and they were like, hey, are we still on for today? And I ghosted them out of that, which that's why I feel so bad. That's if it was just, like, a casual conversation. It was the first meetup, though. No! Oh, you st- and oh, like something well, bad had happened like okay like, but it was like i had not that. met them yet we had just talked a little bit online. that's true okay i've actually done that <laughs> but yeah, i felt like so you, bad why didn't i times. just say hey i don't think i'm gonna be able to today i'm sorry but i just i was like i think i was like i had a panic attack that day or something but then like the days after i should have definitely said something and then it just like the longer it went, the harder. They're probably fine. So. They're probably okay. Oh, I'm sure they're mm-hmm. yeah. They were like fuck, screw you, and moved on. <laughs> I've been trying to be so good this episode. <laughs> um, do you guys ever have the problem where it's like you not you're in a happy relationship, but you Graham, do you ever get drunk and text exes? Because I don't think Sometimes. that actually happens. No, I don't. You were literally trying to text your ex the last time to we were get. <laughs> I was no, like, should I do no. it? Someone tell me to do it. Call do it. And then I never get like inebriated enough to actually be like, I'm going to. But just sit that you were thinking it. about it means you I were want in so that, badly. You were in I that want neighborhood of okay. texting your ex. I want so badly to get inebriated enough to not have my like little Jiminy Cricket in the back of my head being like, Jonna, don't. Because that's what's always there. And that's why I don't do it. And I, but I want to. Like, I want so badly to. But he's always there. He's always in the back of my head. And I, I just never get drunk enough to actually do it. To go through with it. Some of my exes still have me blocked. One of my exes still has me blocked what on everything. What did you do to get blocked? We li- that was my ex that we literally couldn't stop talking to each other. So we had to block each other on everything. And I eventually just unblocked her. Because it was like, like monthly. I got over it after a couple months. But... It was it was bad. It was not no bueno mucho. I feel like that's the worst is when you like can't. It was definitely toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the worst pain when it comes to breakups is breaking up and getting back together and then breaking up again. Yeah, like that <laughs> hits. That's not fun. It's just complicated. This it gets is so complicated. Me sad. Why? About this. Sometimes you have to think about the sad parts of life to appreciate to the happy about parts. Breaking up with my boyfriend. Ever. You don't have to think about old ones. Then think about the I breakups that got you them. to where you are today. True. That opened up your life. Yes. To date my champion. True. <laughs> that created the opportunity for you to fall in love with your best exactly. friend. Exactly. That was so corny. Th- but that was really cute, though. Like, he's right. Yeah. He's 110% right, Haley. Suck it, Haley. <laughs> you try to make fun of me, and Jonna supported me. How's it feel to be ganged up on by the other two podcasters? By on your stupid podcast? single friends. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Um, I feel like you guys gang up on me sometimes on this podcast. Yeah, sometimes you it's deserve kinda, it. It's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes I just say out of pocket things. Yeah, and then we're like, just like, really no, badly. Just like, but usually I just say them like jokingly. You're like, I don't know. I feel like we can't gang up on Jana. Like she's too strong for us to like. <laughs> like it wouldn't even matter. Yeah, when do she anything. just like bite back. And but we'd us get as, hurt. as weaklings, like <laughs> feel the the pressure and <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think COVID has changed the way we date and break up and communicate and do relationships? <sighs> I feel like it's easier to fall into a situationship in COVID. I feel because like you can't go out on like a date date. Yeah, it's definitely easier to like know. to be like, hey, come over. Yeah, do you want to hang out? Oh, you can't drive home. Oh, you can just spend the night. Oh, you can just sleep Why in is my that bed. COVID. You know, that's what I did all through twenty twenty, <laughs> and still now, not now because I'm sworn off dating for however long. I'm swearing Until in dating. Well, see, here's the thing. Um, oh, the, yeah, Easter Sunday, so that's the end of Lent, Here's right? the thing. What I realized through not dating for 40, it was actually 45 days, count it, from Ash Wednesday to Easter, um, is I'm emotionally is it? unavailable. I swear it's 40 Literally days. count it, literally we count literally it. And you're, it no, I looked time. it up, too. It okay. said 46 anyway, days. Anyways, anyway. look, bring up your calendar, count from February okay, 17th anyway. to April 4th. <laughs> anyways. The thing I realized is I need to give up dating for longer. I'm very emotionally unavailable. And I realized that. Like, I'm actually, I've I've really always prided myself on being this person that's not scared of heartbreak. I'm not scared of pain. Like, it's fine. Like, I'll put myself through hell because I'll always walk out. Um, and now I'm at a place where I'm like, I don't think I can take it anymore. And I'm genuinely scared of getting my feelings hurt by another, like, medium, ugly dude who like talks to me for like four weeks and then inevitably just loses interest because whatever. So I realized that and I need to work on that. Um, so I'm probably gonna stay purposefully single for at least another month, go to therapy. Dude, it's literally 40 days. It is like, not, I, I counted I, it. I just counted no, it. No, you didn't. I counted it the other days. day, it was 45 okay, can days. can we talk about this later? I literally just counted it, John. <laughs> I don't know what what you are thinking here um i think that at the beginning of covid i it changed the way i dated because i didn't have roommates and i was just so desperate to like have human connection that i would just like cling on to anyone that i talked to mm -hmm. or, like anyone yeah um, I think March I 28. clung to the relationship I was in when I started, which yeah. wasn't like a, a relationship I think I was like meant to be in or was mm -hmm. like a great relationship, but I kind of clung on to it for a while, yeah. I think, because of how did that like end up for you? That was a guy who super liked my best friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would like to point out that 40 days is March 28th. I just counted. We're going to get a fight. Six. March it's 46. That was 40 days at March 28th. So it's 46 days from Ash Wednesday to Easter. How? So this is Ash Wednesday, February 17th. Just go 7, 14, 21, I it one 28, by one. 35. Oh, sh shoot. You may be right. Huh. Interesting how that works. 35, 42. Yeah, you are right. It's 44. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just did it, and you were definitely right. <laughs> okay. 
Um. <laughs> now that we got that worked out. <laughs> that conflict. So now Jonna has gone an extra five days without a man. I, well, I just said I'm probably going to go an extra two months. Um, Heck, make it a full year. <laughs> honestly, I might. I need to work on myself a lot. Um, so, yeah. Uh, how do you guys, do you, well, also, I feel like during COVID, when I was single, it was so easy to be single because it was like, I can't see people right now. I can't meet people right now. Like, Yeah, I think it it kind of, I don't know if you were going, but it kind of makes up excuses for yeah. you, you know, like to feel okay being single. Yeah, and like That's like, the safe and responsible thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> see, what's funny is through 2020, like in the, in the, the peak of the pandemic my love life was popping yeah which that was like the first i think i spent more time like really single not looking for something yeah longer than i ever have like at the beginning of the pandemic. which is good like it just happened to be a situation a few like two three situations that were just lasted a few months See, I feel like I went through, like, three very similar, like, situationships and, like, breakups. And then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, obviously. I can't do that again. This isn't, like, Yeah, what it's I not need. working out. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, That's how I feel now. Then you found the one. Well, Mark and I talked right before the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. And then it was kind of like a mess. And then he moved back to Omaha. And, like, I started talking to other people because I was, like trying to move on i guess but then he came back <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what they say if you love something set it free and if it comes back to you it was always yours mm. you only know you love her when you let him go <laughs> so is there anything else that you guys want to add have you guys ever ghosted someone we already talked about that did no. we no oh did we talk about ghosting i mean i have <laughs> Yeah, because I told you, yeah, that I yeah. ghosted that one friend. Have yeah. you ghosted anyone? You haven't. You said you had, no, kind I of. Have. I've yeah, yeah, you were gonna make fun of me. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, we did talk about it. We did. You were gonna it. make fun of me because I think ghosting like, is a perfectly acceptable way to end things. I think it just depends. Think, if you're in a relationship, ghosted. I think it stinks. And I, I think if you're dating, they deserve a conversation. Yes, if you're dating, they deserve a conversation. No ghosting. Yes. yes. But if you're just talking to somebody, if you like, you haven't met yet. You know, if you haven't met then 100 percent. yeah like 100 i think ghosting might be okay in that situation but it's also like just say like hey i don't want to talk anymore yeah you're a nice person bye hope you the best whatever you know mm-hmm. it's not that hard but sometimes True. it is that hard sometimes sometimes sometimes, sometimes. just, just sometimes. Some, sometimes lol <laughs> sometimes um so <laughs> is there anything else that you want to add i don't think so just, i think that's been the greatest episode yeah. of the greatest podcast of the greatest DNRs. D daily Nebraska employees of all time. Uh, I think just feel your feelings. Just feel your Have the feelings. courage to feel your feelings. Feel the pain. You'll get through it. And like Confucius said, Listen to Mitsuki. Thanks for the memories, even though they weren't so. I don't know. All words. right. So this has been John, Graham, and Haley, and we want to thank you for playing the game.